1: In Mississauga, I guess the innocence of just a quiet afternoon with an ice cream truck pulling up curbside was shattered when uh, a group of young individuals, uh, all males were told, but fired off uh, a hail of bullets. Over a hundred shell casings were found uh, in this case of seeking retribution for a challenge in a rap video. I mean, it really does boggle the mind that this would be uh, enough to prompt somebody that brazenly in the middle of a late afternoon or early evening, to go and uh, shoot up the place indiscriminately. And uh, as a result, a young man was killed, innocent bystander or onlooker, in this case, Jonathan Davis, 17. Uh, We're going to talk about that. Family friend is speaking to the media, so we'll pick up on that in just a moment. But I wanted to grab one or two more fast calls. Peter in Richmond Hill, your turn here on The Oakley Show.
2: Hey, Johnny, great day for Talk Radio. Listen, um, my question is, like, I I don't understand, like, we got this great um, rapper ambassador here with the Raptors and stuff. You know who I'm talking about here? Yep. Never, Never steps up to the plate and says anything. So my question is, like, is this just ingrained in the whole thing? He doesn't want to do it because maybe there's a target on his back. So I don't know, like, how deep this thing goes, but it just seems strange that, you know, he wouldn't just come to the plate and just say some words or just say some encouragement to someone. I mean, we got that great tennis star that came to uh, Mississauga and encouraged all the kids and stuff like that. And like, he just seems to be like like silent or on tour or something. So that was just my comment.
1: Yeah, I mean, in defense of Drake, I guess, A, he probably doesn't think it's his dance. There have been other occasions at his uh, OVO Fest, you know, as it wrapped up a couple of years back in the summer at the music uh, club down there in the exhibition. A uh, couple of people were shot, again, innocent Bystanders, and uh, this this was the aftermath of his party, and he didn't say anything at that point. I guess he might feel that this is not something that he sort of uh, uh, you know, sort of connected to directly, because well, I'm talking about the shooting in Mississauga, because these guys are just, you know, young thugs. I mean, and yeah. the the idiom of of rap seems to play a certain role, because that's the way they were communicating challenges. And so uh, my,
2: my 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 question would just be why? Because he, he grew up he grew up in the city, right? He grew up he grew up through those Forest through Hills those, through those neighborhoods and suburbs. Right? So he, he
1: not a bad neighborhood. Up. No, no, he actually came out of a Tony neighborhood in t- oh, <laughs> Forest Hills. Okay, right. Yeah,
2: but he still but he, he could he could still like he could still make an impact.
1: He lives on the Bridal Path,
2: but he could still make an. Im- I think he could still make an impact.
1: All right, well we'll wait and see uh, if you know he should be a role model in all of this. He may beg to differ, but. Uh, I'm not, okay, that may be something, you know, a community outreach program, but uh, what is it about this particular culture or subculture that is an incitement of violence? How do we deter these things? George and Kawartha, how are you doing this afternoon? Good, how are you? Very good, too, thanks. First time caller, thanks for taking it. I won't take up a much of your time here. Uh, my thing is, is the lack of of fear of, of any sort of retribution from the criminal justice system, and... Obviously, they're joining these gangs for a reason, whether it's something they're missing in their life, uh, you know, some sense of brotherhood. But there's a bit of a thrill to this. And knowing that if you shoot someone or stab someone, especially at a young age, you're still going to be out of jail, maybe even immediately on bail. Or if you do get convicted after only a few years, you've still got your whole life ahead of you. So what's the deterrent there? And that's, that's where i have the issue. That's a good point. Uh, seemingly, there isn't one. And you also probably uh, burnish your reputation by having street cred because exactly. you popped off at somebody. Or you yeah, took a... He went to jail. Yeah, somebody capped you in the ass. I mean, 50 Cent's been dining out on that fitty uh, for a while. I think he survived nine times he was shot outside the club. And it just made him more legit. Yeah, well... Therein lies uh, something, you know, the inherent contradiction of this, you know, somehow fostering goodwill uh, and, you know, musical outreach for young people. I appreciate the call from the co by the way. And uh, I did want to get into, you know, this poignant personal story that uh, was related to our own Shalima Maharaj, global news reporter by Selma Lindsay, a family friend. Uh, She's been speaking to the media. She talks about Jonathan Davis, quiet, respectable young man, bright kid. He was on the honor roll for math, often would help his father, an electrician's losing his sight. And uh, he had two younger sisters, 14 and three, for whom he sometimes acts as a father figure. So let's pick it up. This is, again, Selma Sweet talking to Shalima Maharaj from Global News.
0: This is still a shock to me. Jonathan was a quiet, respectable young man. Um, Never got into the trouble. Very smart. He was um, on the honor roll for math. Like he was a good kid. He's
2: got a big family that loved yeah. him so much. Tell me about how everyone is doing right now.
0: Um, his father is um, almost blind, so he was his father's right hand. Um, he would he would go with his father on jobs before he he was blind, and um, he would teach him the trade. His dad was an electrician. His father's taking it really hard. Um, he was a bigger brother to his little sisters, right? Sisters 14 and 3. And he was the bigger brother to to them, right? Sometimes acted like the father figure um, when he needed to be. So they are definitely going to miss him. And his mom, she's in a totally different state of mind. Um, just hearing her, because I was on the phone when it happened, and just hearing her cries and her her reaction to it and being feeling helpless not can't help your help your son that's still lying on the ground and that was just murdered and the paramedics seeing them take trying to bring him back but it was a shot to the head so it's nothing really anyone can do at that time.
2: What would you say about you know, the kind of
0: senseless act that this was? It's devastating. It's it's. Especially where it happened, there's a lot of children that play here um, in this area and no one feels safe now and it's, it's, it's a senseless crime, it's something that shouldn't have happened, especially during the day and I don't think any crime should be, there's no specific time a crime should happen, but in front of children, the ice cream truck was outside, it was a beautiful day outside, Just to, it was just a senseless act, I there's no words. Like right now, I'm so filled up with emotion. My friend is hurting and there's nothing I can do. I can't say, well, Jonathan is going to come back. I can't say, I know how you feel because I don't know.
2: I'm going to ask you just sort of, you know, that day when she came out here, what was the scenario how she was able to find him, to locate him?
0: So what happened is she called me and all I hear is frantic cries and she's saying, Jonathan, Jonathan What's um, help, like, she was frantic on the phone. I drove here as fast as I could, and by the time I got here, the police already taped off the front, parked my car across the street, and I came over here, and I came through the front and came through through the back, and I was right here, and I said, what happened? I'm looking for her, and she's in my ear, because I had it in my earpiece, and she's in my ear, and I was saying, okay, where is she? I'm looking for her. I can hear her, but I didn't see her, Um, so they taped off this area. Um, her, the father, his father, um, he came to me and he goes, where's Jonathan? And I said, I don't know. I said, I'm not sure. He goes, did he, is he dead? I said, no, I don't think so. Because what happened was Jonathan was going with his dad um, to spend the weekend. So he, what he was going to do was, he had slippers on and he was going inside to change into his shoes. So he came out of the car to change, to go inside to change, to put on his shoes. He did not make it back home and that's when the, um, the shots were being fired, so he was down on the floor. And from what I understand, is he got up, and instead of staying down, he got up to run, and was um, he got shot in the, in the during during that whole situation. So when I was here with the father, and I was like, okay, he was asking me if he was dead. I was like, no, not yet. So the police officer said. Um, um, wait a little bit and and, you know they're working on him and then by the time he walked back over they put the sheet over him and that was it they took us around and they were bringing the mother to to us so I had to go around to to get her and she just um fainted in my my arm she just fell down she was just weak she had numb feelings she was trying to she before the paramedics came, she was trying to bring him back. She was holding his head by the wound, by his the where the, the gunshot wound to his head. He was holding um, his head so that thing, I don't know. She was just thinking, what can I do to help my son, right? But unfortunately, it was a, a shot, a gunshot to his head. There's nothing you can do.
2: You have started up a GoFundMe page. So yes. tell me about the page and and what its hoped those proceeds will go towards.
0: Oh. It's solely for um, his funeral arrangements, um, any expenses that they are going to occur during this time.
1: Heartrending, Making funeral arrangements for a kid who was planning to go back to school, grade 12. He was on the honor roll for math. 17-year-old Jonathan Davis, again, senseless, senseless. And uh, how this will all be resolved is a much bigger question than we have time for at present. Uh, we'll get back into it with our panel, topics worthy of discussion a little later on. But, I mean, the idea that, you know, kid was doing well in school. You know, he was a role model to his younger siblings. Helped his father out. Uh, Might have even been the ersatz parent on numerous occasions, according to the family. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.